0: This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. How are we doing today, Kyle. Doing well today. We are getting close to the end of our book review, which maybe some of you are happy about. (laughs) (laughs) But we are in the An Even Distribution of Age Classes section today. Okay, so give me a rundown. So Nelson starts the, the section off with a quote from Proverbs. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. So this section is all about building generational wealth By creating a banking system through dividend paying whole life insurance. Right. And Nelson, to lead off, he goes through a forestry example. And I believe that's because of the lack of understanding of how life insurance works. So he wants to paint a picture for you. And he he goes on to talk about 4,000 acres of such property that will divide into 40 compartments. So that would make 100 acres Mm -hmm. for each compartment. Now, it's going to take a long time to get this to where we have a final harvest on each of those 100 acres every 40 years, right? If all these trees are at the same height right now, so it's going to take time to implement this system, but over time, we'll start to have um, final cuts, and we'll also have improvement cuttings along the way, and you'll start to be building income with this. Mm -hmm. Now- Nelson only goes into this to illustrate the point of how long that it takes to implement a system. You know, we've said this over and over, but this is not a get-rich-quick system, and it takes time to build up a generational banking system. And anyways, instant gratification usually leads to very short-term results. Right. Is life a long-term or short-term game? Well, you hope (laughs) long-term. Well, (laughs) yes, we hope that it is long-term. Um. If you aren't getting older, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, back to it though. Now, with that understanding of, of how this is going to take time, Nelson goes on to a point here, and he talks about a situation. This is actually a situation that he had as a life insurance agent, where he had a uh grandma and grandpa come in for their four kids and he told them about the infinite banking concept. He told them about how they could start policies on all these kids. They can own them and use them, however they want to and pass ownership off to whichever generation they choose to at their passing. Mm -hmm. Now what they did was they structured the policies to where the child was the insured. The, uh, grandparent was the owner and beneficiary. But because it was likely that they were going to die before the children, the owner and beneficiary being the grandparent, they selected a uh an owner for after they passed away to be the parents of the children that are insured. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do that with life insurance policies. You can designate those things. Yep. Um, and because of that because of because of doing it this way the reason is the the generation that's between 66 and 88 years old he has this in the book they have much uh more money or availability to pay premiums than what the generation does at 44 to 66 so that's why he's saying skip a generation and let them let the grandparents purchase the policies on the children instead of you trying to scrape by and find premium dollars for them. Yep. Because you need to insure yourself first. And in fact, you have to have yourself insured before you'd be able to insure somebody else. Yeah, and then also like when you're choosing kids to do policies on, you can't just have insurance on one kid. If you have three kids, the insurance company will not just do it for one. You have to do it for all kids. Right. You're going to either have to have the same death benefit amount on each kid or the same amount of premium going into those policies. Yep. The reason for that is, um, I mean, this isn't something that we, we always hope would never happen, but it just creates an instance where if there's a million dollar death benefit, for instance, on one child and there's two other children, um, there's a likelihood or a possibility, I should say that something may happen to the kid that's insured because, there's money there. You know, we don't like to think like that, but that's the reasoning behind why an insurance company doesn't want to do that. And also, it's like, why would you only insure one kid? It just... Yeah, it doesn't make sense to the insurance company. No. Why is one kid more valuable than the other? mm mm-hmm. Unless there's... And this isn't talking about kids anymore, but maybe, you know, at some point in time, your kid is now 20 years old and your business partners, you know, well, now we're talking about something totally different. Yep you have a much more insurable interest in a business partner than one of your kids who's off doing something on their own. Right. Right. But anyways, um, so the, the grandparent controls and owns the policies. As long as they live, they can use these policies, however they want to, they can pass ownership to whoever they choose. Um, in this instance, it was the parent. They could pass ownership to the child. Um, so those are things, options that you have with your system. But Nelson wants to create a generational system. So he doesn't just want to hand this down to the kids. He wants to give this to the parents and make sure the parents are instilling how to use these policies and and whatnot. And then these parents should be purchasing policies on their grandkids. Yep. And you can see that this is going to take some time to start up, right? But over time, you theoretically can build up a system large enough to where you never do have to go to a banking system. And it's one way to keep wealth in the family. You can look at so many families that at one point acquired a great amount of wealth and then over time lost it all. So this is one way to preserve that wealth. And then it gives you the chance to educate your kids on IBC managing money in this way, to instill this, this way of life in them. And Nelson has this quote at the bottom of the page that fits in perfect with this. He says, be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give attention to your herds, for riches do not endure forever, and a crown is not secure for all generations. Yeah, it's, it's your job to teach the kids how to use these policies. There is so much financial noise out here. You know, Just think of how much you've gone through to learn about the infinite banking concept and get your own started. If you don't help people get on the right path, they can get caught up in all this noise. Mm -hmm. And if you would just pass, if the grandparents would just pass those policies onto the kids, maybe the kids just cash them out. Yeah, that'd be the worst thing. I talked to somebody last year who was telling me about how they had a whole life insurance policy that was started by their grandparents and they cashed it out to put a down payment on their house. And they really had wished that, they hadn't have done that looking back. So it, they just didn't understand what they could do with the whole life insurance. Yep. It's like when my dad told me um, that he owns a policy on me. And this was before I read Becoming Your Own Banker. And I thought, you know, I have no need for life insurance at, at this point in my life. I mean, I told dad, if you give that to me, I'm just going to cash it out. I'm going to take the cash value and run basically. Because mm-hmm. I didn't understand what I could do with with whole life insurance. It was ironic timing that that Kyle brought the book Becoming Your Own Banker to me um within just about 3 months of that conversation with my dad but you know that's that's the reason why you should choose wisely who you're going to entrust these policies with after you pass away and maybe a conversation should be had even to to uh make sure that what your intention is 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 being followed yeah and uh, at the end of this section, Nelson has some points in here that, where he talks about how this is significant compared to other options. Should we, should we go through a couple of these? Absolutely. These are, these are great things to be aware of that people don't think of. So his first one, he says it covers multiple generations and promotes long-range planning, which is what, we have, what we've discussed here. And his second one, underwriting problems are minimized. It's possible that, I mean, children do get sick, um, cancer, you know, there could be some type of heart condition. Horrible accident. Accidents happen, um, but. Renders them uninsurable. And at least when they're, you know, when they're born, we can get some insurance on them. Right. You, you've taken, you've minimized that risk. This is something we mentioned a lot. Tax-free buildup of cash values over a long period of time. Uninterrupted compound interest. Over your entire lifetime, from the time you're 15 years old to the time you die at 95, Kyle. And after 2020, with all the money printing and handouts that have been, it's just hard to imagine what the future holds for the taxes. Oh, my goodness. That is unreal. Yeah. Um, Taxes and lost opportunity cost are the two biggest destroyers of wealth. Um, People are very aware of taxes, but not so much lost opportunity cost. Kind of and the that, unseen villain, yeah, and, and that's something that by teaching your kids how to use this system, that they can recapture too for their entire lives. Yeah, and so next outlay is very small compared with the ultimate yield. These are small policies; they have a long time to compound. So those that small premium of one, two, three thousand really adds up over time. Well, yeah, that that compounding of those dollars without any interruption is is massive. Yes. Um. We've stated that the generation paying the premiums can most easily afford them. Um, yeah, and and so just to, um, one more thought on that. This isn't to say that the only way to do this is how Nelson has this drawn up where the grandparents purchase policies um, on the grandkids. If you're of the ability um, and you're a parent right now to purchase policies on your kids, absolutely, go ahead. But you should focus on yourself first and then the kids. Yep. Um when death benefit occurs, the system becomes self-sustaining. Why is that, Kyle? Well, the death benefit is rather large compared to the premiums that are paid in. It is unbelievably <laughs> huge. <laughs> yeah. And and that just goes to look at why would you ever, you know, want to accumulate this type of cash value inside of a traditional savings account? Yeah, you don't you don't get that. You don't have these benefits. No. With that You don't have that self-sustainable action in that. You don't have the self-sustainability. You don't have the tax-free buildup of cash values. Um, Rate of return is almost nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Negative with inflation. It precludes any need for Social Security. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is a way better system than Social Security. You being in control instead of the government... Yeah, Nelson's saying you're not reliant on Social Security at some point in time in the future for your income. That becomes an afterthought. Yeah, when you have something that can sustain you, just like these pol- policies can, they can produce a lot of cash flow for you. You don't have that need. Yeah, they they provide passive income. Yes. Um, estate planning is greatly simplified. You can't even go into like how how big of an aspect... That simplicity is in finance. This is the ultimate system in simplicity, Kyle. Yes. And it also get or it often gets overcomplicated. It does. Um, you know, you can go out there and look at a ton of different ways that that people will use to try and avoid paying taxes. This system is so simple and allows you to do that when done correctly without all this planning. It's it's just simple. It's how the product is built. Yep. And it uh, transfers the wealth mentality to succeeding generations over a long period of time to produce consistent understanding. They're learning a the process, not buying some product. And that's the parents' and grandparents' job, is to teach the children about what's going on. It's personally why I believe they're I just don't understand why families don't talk about money because I, in my opinion, you're only hurting that child's ability to learn about finance by doing that. Exactly. I mean, think, think how far ahead you can put yourself and your kid and your future generations ahead of everybody else by just having these conversations about money, learning about finance and doing and doing something along these lines. And what if you use this now, we've talked about this in a prior podcast, but what if you use this policy as a source to, say, help your child buy five cows and then repay you as he raises the calves and sells them? What if you use this um, as something that they can buy their first vehicle with and through uh, detasseling or some other summer job, they can pay you back for that vehicle? Yeah. You can teach them about finance that way. Absolutely. It's and not, paying yourself back. Yeah. and And, you know, everybody's going to have a different view on that, but... I think it is so powerful to teach people at a young age, and you're just building um, stewardship of this money. Absolutely, it, it, with understanding. I mean, it's going to become more valuable to you, and and the need to want to carry it forward. And he says here to top or to end this: money won't buy happiness, but poor stewardship of money will steal happiness. That is an excellent quote. That is powerful. Yeah. We all, we're often told, well, money can't buy you happiness, but it, not having money can definitely make you unhappy. Exactly. I don't It can put you in a place that you don't want to be. It, it, well, money, depending on how you look at it, but it, money can buy you freedom. Yeah. And, and some people say, well, money's the root of all evil. No, it's what you do with that money that would cause that or how you got it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I like to think of it more as a magnifier. If, if you're kind of a crappy person and you inherit a bunch of money, you're probably going to be even more crappy. But if you're a good person and you inherit money, you can do more good with it. It's absolutely, it's how you look at the world. Yep. It's not about the, the, the minutiae that, that we're told, you know, with, you know, money is, money is bad. Money is the root of evil. It's an inanimate object tool that, it's how you use it, just like a gun. Absolutely. It's a tool. And, you know, without the proper edu- proper education, the tool is going to be broken. Yep. So, anyways. I think that we covered this pretty good. Um, if you guys have any more questions and stuff, um, we'd love to answer them on our podcast. You can reach out through our website, com, or uh, we have links to our emails in the show notes. So, anyways. Thanks for your time, guys. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.